This is a WKYT podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. With Victor and Andrea. <laughs> there you go. Put the whole thing in there. <laughs> Andrea, I've noticed something uh, going back and listening to all of our, our episodes, um, because I, you know, I, I listen to them a couple of times when I edit them and then when they come out just to make sure that they're sounding all right. Whenever we're talking, my country accent is coming out progressively mm. more and more. Something I thought I had under control. But then I hear myself talk on here and I'm just like, wow. I feel like you're blaming me for this. I'm not saying it's all your fault. <laughs> But I do feel like having you directly in my ear, just unfiltered, is having an effect on me. I'm and, sorry. And, well, and I feel the same way with Jim Caldwell. Oh, that may have been it. it, it it's like probably, he gets in my ear, I get in your we ear. We talked to him too early. I listened to the both of you all at the same time, it was, and it's yep. infected me. <laughs> because I thought I had my eyes under control, you know, my lights, my rights. Oh, I hit it Turn bad wide. the other day. WKYT. Oh, boy. Oh, it was bad. Oh, update. I finally watched Ready Player One. Oh. Which we've been talking about, what, since episode one? Uh, yes. Or since two? Since episode Ready Player One, we've been uh, talking about it. So, I loved is, it. Yeah? It was so good. And it is really different from the book. Yes. But it has the same feel of the book. Yeah. Which I don't, I've never seen a movie do that where like they stray from the book, but it still feels like the book. That was the thing. I enjoyed the additions, the, uh, the, I did the too. shining sequence. Yeah. I really, I really like that. Steven Spielberg, I mean, he's just got a gift. He's great. The, the only issue I had was that he didn't want to put too many references to his own stuff in there since he was the director. But mm-hmm. I feel like he should have just gone hog wild because, I mean, the oh, source he totally material could have. was, you know, some kind Jurassic of, kind Park of an stuff, homage to him. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it was great. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And now Jim Caldwell has it. And whenever he finishes it, we'll come back on for another movie podcast with Jim because people seem to like that one. Oh gosh, of course they did. He's a hoot. <laughs> He's a mess. He, a hoot and a mess. That's a, oh, that could describe <laughs> a lot of us. Oh my gosh. Okay, I don't remember who it was, but uh, my producer Noah showed me this. Someone described the um, the Golden Globes as um, woke but sleepy. Nice. I was like, and we both were like, that's me. <laughs> I'm woke, but sleepy. <laughs> you're not doing too much <laughs> about it. On a daily basis. Like, oh, yeah. I'll give Noah credit for that one. He showed me that, and I was like, that speaks to, to me. Anyone on my shift probably feels the same way. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's show. We are talking to Shelby McCuddy, mm-hmm. your executive producer. Yes. He has to deal with you a lot more than I do. Yes, poor guy. What's that, what's that like? I love Shelby. That? I really do, and I've been looking forward to this. And uh, we get into it in the podcast, but he has a family member. No, not that. That's our number one fan. Oh, okay, yeah, that too. (laughs) A couple uh, family. Yeah, you've got a couple connections to his family now, and I didn't think we were going to get into all of them, but we did because apparently we have no filter on here. Shelby just threw me right under the bus, which I enjoyed. Of course, you did. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a major feature, I hope, from now on, is <gasps> one, of, dun, one dun. of us getting thrown under that's the bus a good tease. at any given time. That's a good tease. I am uh, embarrassed so in yeah. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed by our podcast, but that's a whole Sometimes, thing. Sometimes, yes. Uh, so Shelby, uh, morning producer, he oversees all the morning shows up mm-hmm. through 10. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, he does a lot of good work here. And so we're excited to have him on and talk with him about how he got into the He's He's like, like us, someone who's local, who ended up working for station that he's watched mm-hmm. so here oh that's uh there's some construction. a lot of construction going on so that's going to be a, a you may theme hear another throughout reference the podcast to that too, yeah we uh we actually got kicked out of our normal recording studio for an executive meeting and now we're in one of the side rooms but you know i think things still went okay there you go hello everyone 
begun another podcast. Andrew's very excited. I am very excited because we have a different podcast for you today. We've had photographers, we've had sports, we've had news, but we have yet to have a producer. I guess Dick Gabriel is kind of a producer as well. He wears many hats. But today we have my executive producer for the morning show, Shelby McCuddy. Ooh. Hello, Shelby. Hello. <laughs> He's just like, yep, I uh, feel like I'm going to be interrogated. What, what is your exact title? Executive, Executive producer. producer. Okay. I got it right. All right, good. I never know what anybody's title is. I know, it's true. I feel like everything's floating around. All right, Shelby, we'll get started. Uh, so tell us first off what shows you produce, just kind of exactly what all you do here. Because it's not, you don't just produce shows, you're kind of a, a figurehead as far as the, the morning goes. Yeah, I don't produce anything on, okay. a, on, a, on a good day. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, I oversee the 4.30 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 10 a.m., and the noon. So if something goes wrong, it all falls back on you. Basically. Yes. And I know that Bill Bryant gets a lot of text messages, or you, you get a lot of them from him, because Bill is very big on chain of command. So Shelby is the manager. So if Bill has a complaint, it always goes to Shelby. Every, and I feel so bad for you every morning. <laughs> every morning at 4.11 on the dot, I get a phone call from Bill. You know what? <laughs> this is actually a good topic. Talk about Bill's little quirks. Uh, oh, man. Where to begin? Um, <laughs> I mean, he's he's very timely. He's, he's in a routine, mm-hmm. and he sticks to that routine every morning. Uh, it's 4 at 11 on the dot. Sometimes, occasionally 4 at 12, <laughs> uh, but if it gets to 4 at 13, I know to be worried. Isn't uh, that hilarious? And you're dead serious. Oh, absolutely. I've had to call him before. One time he got pulled over on the way to work. He didn't get a ticket, mm-hmm. um, but he, he, he got pulled over. Of course he didn't um, get a ticket. He's Bill Bryant. <laughs> and he was late for his phone call, and he almost missed I remember that morning, and he was very distraught. It threw off his whole day because everything is so regimented. Meanwhile, my producer is like, well, it's, you know, 15 minutes to show. Victor will be here. (laughs) (laughs) That's more faith than they have in me. (laughs) Trust me. Poor Shelby, you've had to wake me up more than once. Uh, I've had to wake you up, and I have to go in the women's bathroom every morning. (laughs) And plug in, <laughs> plug in your curlers. You do it? <laughs> That's Wait. part of your job. So I always text um, Noah and Kelsey and yeah, ask I, them to do it. But is it you? No, I usually delegate. Oh, you delegate. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> All right, so we haven't had really, we haven't dug deep into what a producer does. So for people that, you know, maybe aren't in the news industry, kind of talk about what your role is. Because you've done producing. Now you're an executive producer, so you've done both. Right. Whenever I explain what I do to anyone outside of the business, I just break it down to I write what they read. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an oversimplification. I know reporters, you guys write a lot of stuff, your stories as well. Um, but, you know, producers, we write what, most of what the anchors read. If it's not a reporter doing it, then it's a producer who is writing it. Um, we also make decisions about what goes into each newscast and um, how we call it stacking, like mm-hmm. what order stories go in and um, how high up weather should be. and um, So there's a lot of creativity about like the way the product looks on air, different graphics. What can we do to make this look more appealing? And that's what producers do. You all are kind of like the linemen in football. If things go right, nobody knows about it. But if things go wrong, you, talk, you guys will sometimes get a lot of the blame. Right. If right. there's an awkward transition between a horrible story and then you've got a, <laughs> all right, well, now the sun is shining and we're in suddenly, you know, you'll just give the producer a look and like, why? Why did that happen? Yeah. yeah, and that's all stacking. You're trying to make it so that stories flow between each other. Now, is producing what you wanted to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, ever since I got into journalism, producing is what I wanted to do. 
I didn't know what I wanted to do for a long time. I, out of high school, I waited three years before I went to college. Um, I didn't know this about you. Did a so, lot of different things in between. Them. Where, did, where did you grow up? I grew up here. I'm from Lexington. Okay. Uh, yeah, I went to uh, Bryan Station High School and then to Lafayette High School. Um, but yeah, I then waited three years to go to college. Just didn't know what I wanted to do. And then um, started two years at a community college and then the UK for journalism. When you started college, did you start as a broadcasting on the broadcasting path, or did you find that while you're doing other stuff? While I was in college, so I was just trying to knock out some gen ed classes at BCTC. Uh, and after a year there, they had a journalism class. I signed up, got hooked, went to UK to do that, and, and the then rest is history. Yeah, I started. I graduated in, in December and started at WKYT in January next year. So. You know, that's interesting to me because I, I really do look at this podcast would be a great resource. If I were in school in the journalism program, I think this would be good to listen to people's experiences. And I like that you mentioned, because so many people are like this, you didn't know what you wanted to do. So what did you do in those three years? That That's interesting to me. Uh, I mean, I worked a lot, worked a lot of odd jobs, nothing really particular. Um, I did, I moved to New York, mm-hmm. lived in New York City for a year. Um, did you live but, in a box? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think we paid uh, fourteen hundred dollars a month for that box. Oh my gosh! And, and that was many years ago. Um, but yeah, I lived in Manhattan and worked at J Crew and worked at some restaurants. Um, sold a bikini to Sarah Jessica Parker. No, you Ooh. didn't. Yeah. What? Yep. Was Matthew Broderick with her? No. Okay. Uh, but she came out. I was like, oh, I think you need to try this one on, and this one on, and this one on. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> that would be wise. Oh my you gosh! You know your mom listens to this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. She's told me. Yes, Shelby's mom is our number one fan. <laughs> I, think, I think that's how I got roped into this. <laughs> I love it. Didn't it. hurt that, that. Yeah, she kind of put the bug in her ear. Can we and, t- can we tell this story, please? Uh, go, go for it. Sure. No, it's not my story to tell. You're the one that got the email. So a couple of episodes ago, I had I had uh, recommended a podcast that. I enjoy called the uh, the Apocrypals, and it's a podcast by two atheists who are discussing the Bible kind of in a scholarly way, but they're very respectful of it. And um, your mother had emailed me asking about the recommendation for the podcast where two athletes oh. talked about the Bible, and I so close. <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, so. But you know she was listening though. Still, yes. she you have to listen to know that kind of information. That was the thing, and I, I I was very glad. I was like so. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. I need to teach her that she can, uh, she can just rewind it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, <laughs> you know, she it's one go. <laughs> right. That's so cool. You can replay it as many times as you want. So does your mom watch the news in the morning? Like, oh, yeah. Is she proud of you for this? She is. She is very much. Um, she used to be a loyal 18 fan. And then, Ooh. Um, I mean, for shame. Yeah, and so I started working here, and she's made the conversion. Switched over. Yeah. Nice. As she should. <laughs> you know, Victor, that Andrew and I are basically related now oh my gosh you are not <laughs> i heard this yes no let's go no, so did you all go on a, no. a double date did that happen we sure did yeah my mom had for a long time has been wanting to hook up my brother with andrea um, <laughs> oh this is the best I'm so embarrassed. He, he was in town for the holidays and uh andrea had been nagging me she yeah said, you've got to make this oh happen God. can you not well if you've listened can to previous not? episodes you know she, her love life has been a, a hot topic oh see it's, i listen i've done some research i know topic. Yeah. <laughs> Hot topic is generous. Hopefully, hopefully your brother doesn't listen because <laughs> yes, please don't let him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him to get the sense of desperation <laughs> that has been <laughs> constant through the podcast. It's not 
not a lot true. of it we're just playing up for comedic effect. Uh, yeah, it's, not, it's not true. Of course. I, not. I gave him realistic expectations going into it. <laughs> That's good. Whoa. Wait, what did you say going into it? Now I'm even more intrigued. <laughs> we can't discuss that here. All right, that's good. Oh, but but he, he doesn't live around here, though, right? I uh, know. He's in school. He's right now living in Morgantown. All right. He's got another six months there. We'll keep you up. Well, guys, are say, well, there yeah, any there'll be constant updates then. <laughs> so tell us about your, your family. You've got a wife. Yeah, I got a lovely wife. Little ones. Yep, Jackie. Oh we have two beautiful kids, um, ages four and two. Man, Victor, it goes by so fast. That's what people keep telling me. And here, this I know this is cruel, but um, every time there's some sort of little milestone, like like now my daughter is, is crawling, she's getting around, and, and every time that happens, my wife is like, oh, no, you know, she's just Aww. growing up. And I'll look at her and I'll go, yeah, any day now I'm going to be walking her down the aisle. Oh, my gosh, Victor. <laughs> she's like, stop That's it. horrible. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I am, I, I've, I think the one advantage of being an older parent is that you've seen enough people, you know, raise their kids, or or who keep telling you. So I am very cognizant. I'm very in the moment. Like every morning when I'm holding my daughter, I'm looking at her, and I'm aware that you know someday I'm going to be looking back at that mm-hmm. and wishing I was in that moment again. So I'm very aware. And so, but I, I believe you, Shelby, that it does just shoot right by. Now your son has been on one of the shows with us before. Yeah, he yeah, made yeah. pizza on That's the Fox right. show. He's done it twice <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. He loves it. He loves coming to KYT. Love. Going down to see the set and everything. And then I finally got to meet Charlie the other day. I think I saw her when she was like a baby baby, mm-hmm. but she came in and she speaks now very clearly. She does, yeah. She's very <laughs> impressive with her verbal skills. She is. She enunciates better than any child I've ever met in my life. So what is it like having this schedule and Ugh. also taking care of the kids? You know, what, it, what does your wife do? Uh, she works at UK. Okay. She's got a, a nine to five. Um, it works out pretty good for taking care of the kids. It does not work out well for me seeing my wife ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, she gets off at 5, and she's, like, home by 5.30. We try to sit down and eat dinner, um, and then I try to go to bed by 7. So not a whole lot of time there for me and her. Um, but my mom actually helps take care of Charlie until I get off at noon, and then I go pick Charlie up. Which I bet she likes. Yeah, she does. She uh, Yeah, when I've talked about, you know, people in this business move around a lot. Yeah. I could have moved several times, and I haven't because all of our family's here. Um, and my mom would never let me move. That sounds like my mom. That's one thing that we all have in common because I think a lot of people watch, especially if they watch the news for a couple of years, they'll see faces come and go, come and go, come and go. And it seems to be the case for a lot of people that they're trying to get to, I, I tell people, whatever the biggest city is near where they grew up. That's what I, yeah. I see a lot of people. And we've had people who worked here who moved to Cincinnati. I mean, it's not that big of a jump, but at the same time, they're closer to home. Right. And so that was, that you know, same way to Louisville where you have people... And so, uh, for all of us, we're at the biggest state, you know, at the biggest market where we grew up. So our our incentive to, to take off is, isn't as there as you know as it is for other people. I think so many people when you first graduate, you're like, I want to make it to the biggest market that I can, but it doesn't matter. That's the thing you start to realize. You gotta go where you're happy. Of, yeah, you right. know, that's what's more important to me. And so I'm kind of yeah. My if I were to move. My mom would not be happy. You better not. I wouldn't be happy. I'm not allowing it. When I started here, I never had any aspirations of uh, moving up to bigger cities. I just wanted to move up here where I am. Yeah. Which you've done. I was going to say joining management. I mean, that's kind of. uh, How did did that work out to go from. What show did you start on? I started doing the 5.30 p.m. and the Fox. I did that for about a year and then moved to mornings. Um, It was when Ben Fain was here. I was doing the 5 a.m. and Ben was doing the 6. 
uh, and then Ben left, and I was doing the 5 a.m. and the 6 a.m. There's a constant producer shuffle, just like there's a reporter shuffle. Absolutely. I mean, people are constantly sliding right, working the weekends. I've had five different producers oh, wow. now on the weekend mornings, and it's they come in. Some of them have never worked news before. Some of them just learning it. And about the time they start getting it down, boop, they're off to another shift, and somebody they new get comes good in. And they're and gone. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. I get to I get to work with them a few months while they're real good, and then it's like, well, all right, there they go. <laughs> Well, you help you help mold them. And exactly, that's what I like to. Yeah, I've I've helped them if all. If you can work with Victor, you can work <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> that's the test. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if they survive, Victor. Uh, so then, yeah, how did you make the the switch from uh, you know being a producer to being executive producer? I don't know. How, how did they? That's, that's like, like at what point <laughs> did they go? Accident. Oh, we trust this guy. Yeah. Um. So, Delena was here. She was uh, the EP for a long time, and then um, she she left, and they needed someone else to fill that role, and I was just the next man up. Really, I think is how, <laughs> how, longevity. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, when people ask me like, well, how'd you end up, you know, anchoring? I'm like, uh, I just, just been here a long time. People, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's like Survivor. So, so what is a, a normal day like for you now? Like you said, you got here. What time do you get here in the morning? I get here at 3 a.m. Um, and then it's even on slow days. It's just go go go. Um, you know, the producers who work overnight, they've been here since 11 p.m. or midnight. Uh, they've already done a lot of the heavy lifting on getting the show ready on, to go on the air. I come in and just help make d- judgment calls. You know, this is what I think we should be covering this morning. Let's do it this way. Uh, help deploy our resources in a certain way. Um, and just constantly looking for news, scouring the Internet, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Looking over the shows, seeing how, as you said, how they're stacked. Because especially sometimes if you have newer producers, they may not realize, you know, you need a certain amount of harder news here, lighter news here, just that kind of stuff. Yep. And, you know, always checking for grammatical errors. There's anything that might trip up the anchors or supers if they're misspelled on screen. So. And the, the other thing you have to deal with, I guess, is each anchor has their own quirks as far as what, what they like Never. in a script, what they don't like in a script. My, so, so we have a thing on the weekends where a lot of the news in the mornings is, is the producer will take stuff from the 11 o'clock because he's got... It's one guy doing two and a, two hours of news, yeah. so that's a lot to fill. So he'll sometimes take stuff from the eleven and slide it in. And uh, Angela, she really likes like ellipses at the end of a sentence, which I guess a lot of anchors do. Just like is that three periods? Yeah, is that ellipses. Okay, oh. I'm real bad with uh, grammatical stuff too. Anyway, <laughs> so she really likes that. So at the end of you know to, to show her when to pause. Whereas I I don't like anything in there. I mm-hmm. feel like I come up with my own pauses pretty well on the fly. Um, so whenever I see them. It will trip me up. I think it's the end of a sentence, and so I'll the dot dot dot. Why I, would you put a dot 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 at the end? I of a don't. Sentence? Well, no, I. But sometimes, especially when it's rolling up through the feed, if you haven't read ahead of time, sometimes <gasps> it'll. I'm generally we pretty don't good about do it. Do that. But so sometimes it'll <laughs> so it'll trip me up. So I I will tell producers just please take them all out, or I'll go in. I try to take them all out myself. But so that, so that's just kind of a, an issue of a, a quirk that you have to deal with. All these anchors, a bunch of divas wanting mm. different things. <laughs> And suddenly you've got to try to keep in mind who likes what, who doesn't like what. Yeah. Especially, there oh, are divas behind <laughs> the scenes. Yeah, no, I'm, too. I'm the one saying that, not. <laughs> no, but here's my my lead into this. So we have two producers in the mornings right now that are characters. <laughs> and they'll be on here at some point, but yes, divas. And then you have to have them on here. They're going to be, oh, they are going to be on That's here together. That's what we said. We're like, we have to have them together. Noah and Kelsey, they're a package deal. So what are they like, Shelby? Because I bet they'll listen to this. Well, now's your chance. <laughs> uh, they're no, they're they're different animals, but um, <laughs> they're very young. They are. They yeah, right. This is their first job in news. Um, they are they are young. 
but they're very talented. I enjoy working with both of them. Now they're gonna hold that over my head. I both know. of both of them, I They'll worked. Hold both of them were my you. producers on the weekends. <laughs> both of them came, you know, they came in and then like no left, and then I had Kelsey, and then Kelsey left, and I, I remember it was whenever Kelsey was new, Noah would email her throughout the show because he was still watching to make sure the show was still go. And I had to actually send him a message and be like, dude, stop emailing her. You're freaking her out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we'll intense. take care of it. And now the two of them are like peas in a pod. And so it's been interesting to watch that relationship grow. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sass in the world. <laughs> oh, my god! So much sass. <laughs> yeah. But it's all, it's all in good humor. But it's also good to have uh, a lot of different viewpoints. Because especially if you have people who have been here forever or who are, you know, kind of an older generation, to have younger people to kind of look at things from a different – I mean, that's one of the things that I think – Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's always good to ha- have, like we do at our station, uh, people who have been here for a long time just because you know, you know the area so well. You mm-hmm. know what plays well here. Someone f- from the outside may not know that. Um, and, I mean, I like just having women in the morning shows. I mean, our target audience, you know, in the morning is, is moms getting ready for school. Um, so I like having more women working in the morning, and uh, we get that with Kelsey and, and others. Yeah. If you hear any banging, I think they're doing something the going on. We, we aren't in the <laughs> room we normally... It's me banging my head against the table. <laughs> I'm so tired. Do you hit a breaking point? Because I hit a breaking point at some time during the day where, like, after the an- after I get done anchoring, my brain is just mush. Does yeah. that happen to you? You're not allowed to have that Right. Happen. It's usually when I get home that I just yeah. hit a wall. I drink three, sometimes four cups of coffee a day mm-hmm. uh, just, just to make it through. Um, but, yeah, no, I, it's usually... About seven, eight o'clock at night when, when I just hit a wall. Just out. Yeah. I used to have that when I worked the morning shift. I felt like I always had the start of a cold. I always felt like I had the start of a little bit of a head cold. <laughs> like I terrible. was always just kind of foggy. Uh, sometimes I would accidentally fall asleep at two o'clock and sleep till six. Oh, and I And then do wake that. back up. And then you realize you still need to, to yeah, sleep for a couple more hours. It's just it's kind of a mess. So. I'm a morning person. I mean, nobody is a 3 a.m. person. But <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, that's not the morning. <laughs> right. Um, it's really easy for me to just get up and go. I'm, I'm awake just as, about as soon as, I, as soon as I hop out of the shower. You know, I'm ready to go. Um, winding down is hard for me sometimes. Um, but I, I've always enjoyed the mornings. I'll tell you, I've filled in on like a regular 9 to 5 or 9 to 6 shift here. After doing this, my shift for so long, the regular shift sucks. Really? <laughs> I hate getting off at 6 o'clock at uh, night. At night, and it's yeah. dark, and suddenly the whole it, day right, is gone. Right, it's dark, and I don't have time to do anything. Right. Um, I mean, it, theoretically, long term, like, it would end up being better for my family once my kids are older and in school. Um, and, you know, they've got after-school activities and that kind of thing. And that's something I've talked about, wanting to eventually be on that shift. But right now, no. man, it sucks. So if you leave, I'm going with you. <laughs> Whichever shift you're on, I'm going. So, so what part of the, I guess, what do you enjoy about the job? Is it just being involved in the decision-making? Is it seeing a little bit of it? Because for me, it's just a little bit of everything as far as... You mean like producing or just journalism? Just journalism in general. Yeah, well, I just like being in the know. Um, I really like holding people accountable. Uh, that was a real big draw for why I got into this. Um, and then just being able to tell, diff- tell people stories. Um, I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I just always liked being behind the camera and making all the decisions about um, how to tell those stories and, and what stories to tell. Um, and that, I mean, that's what I like about it. So one thing about growing up around here is you are now working with people, and in some cases in charge of people who you grew up watching. What's that like? It was surreal at first. Um, I was 
intimidated by some of the anchors, Bill and, and Barb. Um, I'll tell you, I mean, I still kind of am intimidated. By them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll ever not be. Um, but we have a working relationship, and, you know, we, we get along great with each other. And um, I can tell them anything, and they feel the same way about me, I think. Um, so it's it's become less of a challenge, but it's always still there. It's just you know, we really respect these people. Was there anyone that you were most nervous? Like I said, mine was Rob Bromley, which I don't understand why I was so intimidated <laughs> by Rob Bromley. But mine was Barb. Was yours, yours was Barb. Was yours Barb or Bill or <sighs> Sam? Well, I, I work with Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a closer working relationship than I do with Barb. Um, so, yeah, I am always intimidated by, by Bill, still, still that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we get along fine now. Yeah. That's good. Now, here's one question I always wonder. Like, when you work really hard on a script and we screw it up, how mad do you get in the booth? It depends. Because you're like, I wrote that perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) It depends. Like, sometimes I could see that, like, you're just stumbling over it. And, you know, you might be right. Like, the the structure of the sentence doesn't flow very well. In your head, it it does. When you read it in your head, but then when you're saying it sometimes. Right. And so those I can always, you know, I'll eat that. Yeah. Um, but then it's when, not, oh, it's but when it works really well. <laughs> <laughs> or when they just didn't read the script ahead of time yeah. and they're just yeah. stumbling because there's a weird name that they didn't bother to learn. <laughs> Andrea, sometimes that'll throw you off. And with names, I mean, that's always like, you know, I always try to remember to give you a heads up about right. the names. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, if it's just uh, if it's just you just tripping over it, um, then yeah, it's always just like, come on. I know. <laughs> oh, I would be so mad because I used to produce back in the day and I would co-anchor with the guy I was producing for. And the dog. You co-anchored with and the dog. And the dog. But that, I didn't write any scripts for him. But yeah, it would drive me crazy. I'm like, oh, that was not how you're supposed to deliver that. <laughs> <laughs> and you're good at puns. A lot of people can't can't pull that off, but you, you do it well. And I remember Kristen was filling in one day and she immediately knew that Shelby had written a script. Because it was, it was funny. Yeah, because it ha- yes, it was. Do you remember the line? I bet you do. Um, he just pressed. I I I remember it. All right, here it is. Romaine calm during the romaine <laughs> lettuce. Oh, let us recall the E. coli. Yes, romaine calm. Let us take care of it. Let us take care of it. See, that's good. That's good writing, people. <laughs> You're very easily impressed. <laughs> No, it's funny. I like it. it That's the kind of stuff I would enjoy, yeah, getting to say. Yeah, but see, you can easily deliver that line terribly. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're just like, remain calm, and let's go. Oh, wait. I get it now. That was a pun. Yeah, Just stop in the middle of your reading. (laughs) I love it. So what were you like before you got into news? What were you like in high school? Um, Mm. I mean, I was never a great student, honestly. What? Yeah. um, I just didn't try very hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But... When I started going to Lafayette, I got more heavily involved in drama, and uh, I really enjoyed that. I was involved in drama and speech um, in high school, and that just, like, I found a, a niche there. I found a group of friends that common interest, and, um, I mean, that was what got me through high school. What roles did you play? Nothing big. Uh, I don't sing, so uh, just always. <laughs> um, what is your mother's name? minor speaking roles um laura laura we need to talk (laughs) i need footage (laughs) i want to see these oh i feel bad now like i've i've opened up pandora's box i I know (laughs) no it was funny it's a good story so so moving forward um i guess you've talked about 
potentially switching positions as the kids get older? I mean, what what are your your goals news wise? Because that's one of the things people always ask me, like, what do you want to do next? And I'll go, I I don't know. I kind of got where I am, and mm-hmm. I didn't expect to get this far. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like I I don't have any expectations really. I just um you know there aren't very many positions ahead of me. There's mm-hmm. not I can't go up much more than I am now. So uh, it's really just about like riding this wave and. And seeing see it where it takes me, um, you know, management is great about you know working with you for um, different shifts or whatnot. I mean, there's 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 a possibility that I could end up doing this for five more years or something, or you know, I might be able to work alongside our assistant news director during the day. Um, there's never a lack of things to do, so we, we may create a position. I don't know. But yeah. at the same time, the company that we work for owns a lot of TV stations. That's so right. if management positions open up other places, is that something that you all are aware of? Or Yeah, I mean, um, we don't have any plans. Yeah. Wouldn't want to move anytime soon. Um, maybe 15 years from now. You know, that's a long, that's a long time <laughs> yeah. away. Um, but, you know, once our kids are older and through school or almost through school, then that might be a time for us to sit down and have a different conversation. But... Uh, I bet that makes your mom happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it does. I think that's why his mom wants me to be with his brother so bad. Because <laughs> she's like, be, Andrea's here. He'd be locked down she's here. She's ingrained. I got to get him with a girl yeah. here. <laughs> she lost me. She'd still have him. There yeah. you go. Exactly. I love that this podcast became, you know, had such a divergent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are nearing the end of our time. Shelby, is there anything you'd like to talk about? We've asked a lot of questions. I didn't know if you, anything you just want to touch on. What what are some of your favorite stories that you've got to cover while working here? We had this discussion. It's so hard, and I know you've uh, been people there do that too. all the time. Yeah, they're like, well, oh, What's well, the craziest tell, tell me about thing? that story yesterday, and I go, I, oh, I forgot what I did because you you do so really much do. that you just compress it, and then you kind of move on to the next thing because you focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's but, been way too many. But Andrew, and I were talking about one just recently that happened where this uh, woman alerted police to some threats that were made on social media. Uh, against UK we went out and interviewed her that night um, on my shift UK police alerted us that they had made an arrest in that case and they told us the woman's name we got her mugshot matching up the mugshot looking at the mugshot we were like wait a second I think I've seen this woman before and it was the woman who we talked to the night before and we were the only ones to have that story and I mean, it was just a crazy mind-blowing thing um, to break in the morning news because you'd already watched that video, that interview with her, because that's the one, another thing you all do a lot of times. We'll go through sound, or go, go through interviews that we shoot to pull sound bites for other shows. Right. So you'd watch that interview. While you were watching that interview, did you have any idea that? I had no that idea. Might, yeah. No idea. I mean, looking back, you're like, well. Yeah, maybe, you see maybe. it afterwards. <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah. I had no idea. She seemed to be credible at the time. Absolutely. She said that she wanted to we were let police know. Shock. I remember Angela Riger, I guess, is the one who did that interview. Her mm-hmm. and Matthew mm-hmm. went out and, and shot that. And, yeah, she said she felt shook. That's how she put it. <laughs> yeah. She said, oh, I, I just didn't know. So, that, yeah, that was a pretty crazy one. I guess I didn't think about the fact that you all had to deal with that all in the morning. Yeah, I remember coming down to the set and just bra- bracing the anchor saying, get this. It was great. When Shelby <laughs> gets woman, excited, he'll come down to the set, which nice. I like. Because a lot of producers don't do that. They'll maybe call us, but Shelby's like, oh my gosh, you guys. Yeah. I like <laughs> to let you guys happening. know like when we're doing something really great, mm-hmm. you know, or if there's like major mistakes that we need to backtrack on or whatever. Right. You know, I was like, um, I like to just communicate to you guys directly instead of having to go through 
I phone think calls we were all channels. shook too. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It's <laughs> a good way to describe it. It was crazy. It was exciting though. It was just like, wow. Yeah, there was a lot going on that morning. It was it was really neat. Mm-hmm. Those are the days you enjoy the most, I think. Yeah. I I love like the adrenaline rush that you get from like breaking news mm-hmm. and you thrive. Um, I someone said this a long time ago before I ever got into journalism, but um the adrenaline rush that you get from breaking news helps make up for the low pay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it still holds true for me. Yeah. Yep. All right, Shelby. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. I think this has been fun. I loved it. It was great. Thank yes. you, guys. So that was our conversation with Shelby. Andrew, what would you think about Are that? Are you going to leave in the whimper I just made? Yeah, that's the sound you just made there where you were like, oh. Oh, gosh. I didn't think that he was going to call me out the way he did out there. Shelby but McCuddy, but that's all right. I enjoyed that. And it was interesting just to hear about all the different things that he does. I, I wasn't I wasn't quite aware of just all of his roles. So, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you don't realize just how much goes into a newscast. He does a lot. So, He's so helpful. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I'm out on a story, you know, it's hard to, to know what's going on back at the station when you're out interviewing people. And he's really good about letting you know any emails we get that we need to look at, you know, things we can do to keep pushing the, the story forward. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm glad we got to hear from him. I'm glad we got to say hi to his mom, Laura. Yes. That was exciting. Yes. And uh, we also got to hear about his brother. We won't get too much into that. Let, let us not. <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> so, uh, Andrea, one thing we've been talking about, recommendations. What yes. is yours this week? Okay, mine is like a decade late, but we were talking Great. about TV shows that we really like, and I have just started watching The Sopranos. Oh, just in time, yeah. Just in time. Oh, my gosh, it's incredible. It's so good. That's the first time I've heard anybody talk about what a great show that is. Very funny. Very funny. I just have you have you heard about this <laughs> so new movie Star Wars? <laughs> oh, this ET, it's so great. No, that's good. I mean, here well, here I'll I'll be honest, that's that's one of my cultural blind spots. I've never watched The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen The Godfather. Uh the uh Mafia the, movies the are wire. not in your wheelhouse. I still need to watch The Wire. I haven't seen The Wire either. So that's good. I'm, so you're watching it. You, you, you can kind of just fill me in. I'll get the cliff notes from you. You need to watch it. It's so good. It is so good. And I uh, here's a helpful hint. We've always talked about how we're so frugal. So I I don't have HBO. Did you get it from the library? Yes. Nice. Faux free. That's how my wife and I watched a lot of Doctor Who. We could get it from the library. And people just don't think about getting movies from the library, and it's an option. Nicholasville's library is popping. It is always busy, and it is beautiful. They just remodeled. It's gorgeous. That library is popping. It is. <laughs> well, I'm glad the, glad the library is doing so well. Uh, I've also been watching a lot of TV. My wife and I just recently started. Well, I take that back. We For a, break, for a little while there, we weren't watching as much TV, but now we've recently started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We're working our way through that. And that's a comedy, right? It's a comedy. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's like 22 minutes long, so we'll put on an episode or two in the morning while we're getting ready. You know, another one or two at night. I love a good light comedy. That's the thing. It's real light. It's real funny. Sometimes you need that. Yeah, that's that's a large part of it, too, because for the longest time, we'd get up in the morning, and um, you know, we would just be watching the news, and she's like, oh, this is kind of heavy. And I was like, well, it's also my living, so. Yeah, so I need to do my research. <laughs> so now we'll do a little bit of both. We'll do but a little yeah, bit of news like and a little Seinfeld, bit of... like Seinfeld, Parks and Rec, The Office. Well, that's the thing. We, watched, we, we needed another, another show to work our way through, because we watched all of Parks and Rec. We mm-hmm. watched all of the Mindy Project. Uh, we both watched all of The Office, so this was... Something that we know has, you know, 100 episodes, and so it's going to take us a while to get through it. Yeah, that's a good one. I really enjoy And the main character, he's um, a young Andy man. Is Andy Samberg? Andy Samberg, who loves Die Hard. Um, <laughs> he's has crippling debt, and his father abandoned him. So I'm really, 
connecting to him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I've, I've managed to get a lot based on your life. <laughs> I've managed to get a lot of that under control, but and he's I in know law enforcement, which is what you wanted to do originally. Yeah, so I'm watching it like, oh, this this is this is good. So I identify with a lot of it. Um, I've got most of it under control. Don't worry. But my point is, I I, I can sympathize with him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been there. So we're enjoying that. Oh, that's not my actually my recommendation. Um, I had a food item the other day that I. Oh really? Uh, oh, it was Nats downtown. Huh? Nats. It's a Thai restaurant downtown. Do you know uh, right next to the giant development, the city center? Um, it's right downtown. On the same side? On the same side as McCarthy's. You know where McCarthy's is. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> anyway, it's on the it's on the same row as McCarthy's. There's the Irish <laughs> shop, like the failed to I forget how to pronounce it. Anyway, so there's a door there, and you can go left to the Irish shop. You can go right to Nats. It's just a little shotgun type. You, you can't even eat there, although you can take the food and go over to McCarthy's. But they've got uh, oh, nice. two dishes that I love. One is just their pad thai, but it's covered in this scrambled egg. Oh, my gosh. So you have to cut the egg to get to the yes. chicken pad oh, thai. Oh, and it just oozes. Well, that one has a scrambled oh, egg, on, egg on it. But their other one is called, uh, I think it's Kobe basil. So it's like Kobe beef uh, with these basil leaves. Oh, my gosh. And it's over rice. And, it, and that one is served with a fried egg on top. So, yeah, you cut up the fried egg and the stuff. There's nothing out. better. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that sounds so that's my so recommendation, good. Nats. All right, when are we going? Uh, I mean, you know. Wash uh, it down with some beer at McCarthy's. To, yeah. <laughs> we should plan that. That would be really fun. Too. All right, let's so, go. Okay, we'll plan on that. Yeah, that'll be fun. I love Mandy, so I need All right, to Oh, I more. do have another request. If you like this show, tell, tell someone else. Yes, we're trying please. To let people know about Grow it. Grow our audience. Um, we can only do so much. So, you know, um, I think on iTunes, you can leave a positive review. I you mean, can leave a negative review. You can leave review, a negative review if you want. We prefer <laughs> if, you did. If we really disappointed you, that's fine. I understand that too. But I get that a lot. <laughs> people just disappointing you? Yeah. Oh, no, me disappointing others. I got I got some hate mail the other day. You did? Yeah, remember? I, didn't I send it to you? Somebody told, they said that it's like Victor Puente thinks he's funny and creative, but he's not. Remember that? They sent it to the main Facebook. Of course they did. People. So, if you, you know. got something mean to say, just say it to us personally. That's my thing. I was like, Please you send it to me directly. You have to send it to everybody. Everybody sees and they're going to make fun of us so much. I just, I was like, well, she, you know, this is a person who was bothered enough to, to seek out how to send us a message. So at least, you know, it must be a valid complaint. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, you do. I have a weird sense of humor too. So you, you That's know, true. I'm kind we of odd, speak the so same language. Well, and it's weird too because you, you get hundreds Nobody's of compliments. For everybody. You get hundreds of compliments. Mm-hmm. People tell you you're doing a good job, and, and it's like, Awesome. But like one person sends you a random thing, you're like, oh, I can't believe it. The only thing. And that's what you you focus on. It's like realistically. Oh, yeah. Compliments roll off your back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But insults stick. (laughs) Yeah. Like, well, they don't mean that when they say it's a good job, but, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. All right. Well, uh, I guess we just ended on a bummer note. (laughs) (laughs) Go have some gnats. Go watch The Sopranos. Yes. I'll turn on. I notice this table's a lot more sound. And if The Sopranos depresses you, watch some Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Sounds like a good time. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. That wasn't the... Bye. There you go. <laughs> All right, before this gets any weirder... Uh, what I a- saw... I, okay, no. We got to start over. <laughs> <laughs>